welcome to Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness, a tool available to everyone to empower us to be more self-aware for greater control of our life experiences. I am MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creator, philosopher, and your guide through simple mindfulness tools, conscious reality creation, and similar applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's topic, defining the subconscious mind, conscious mind, and ego. Every single one of us is of three minds. All of us are made up of a conscious mind, a subconscious mind, and an ego. I talk about this a lot on this podcast. I write about it a great deal on my blog, and I feel that it's time to really define just what these are and how they differ and what they mean for us. So, What are the subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the ego? And how does that impact upon our self-awareness? Let's begin with our subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is where your habits, beliefs, and values live. It is the depths of your existence. It is the thing that makes you, you at your utter core. The subconscious mind is akin to a computer hard drive, and it's specifically your operating system, data storage, and programming. That's what's in your subconscious mind. And those manifest as your beliefs, your values, and your habits. A lot of these are embedded really, really, really deeply within us. They are based on things that we have heard, based on things that we have learned, experiences that we've had, environments that we grew up in, and all that kind of stuff. And there are all these elements that go into who we are and what makes us into what we are that were created before we were really capable of genuine conscious awareness. It's important to understand that scientifically, we don't develop the frontal lobe, which is really where our reasoning comes from, until later in life. I mean, I believe it's around age 10, age 11, that the frontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex, really begins to develop. And it's not until that develops that we're genuinely capable of conscious awareness in that we learn how to reason, learn how to take steps to analyze the world around us in a way that goes beyond the simplicity of thought and feeling and our six senses, but adds to it a nuance and a flavor that wasn't there before. Now, part of this, unfortunately, before that starts to happen is we start to develop beliefs much earlier based on what the people around us do and say. If your parents have nothing but negative things to say about money, For example, you likely developed negative beliefs about money, and you might not even know that they're there because they are deeply embedded in your subconscious mind. They took up root, not by your doing, but by just being what they were exposed to. Likewise, a lot of our values are based upon beliefs we gain in our childhood. The subconscious mind is not directly accessed. It's something that you access from time to time and that tends to rear itself up and be what causes you to have squirrels in your brain or brain weasels telling you that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, fast enough, take your pick. Most of these are manifest because of your subconscious. What's more, 
when you are living subconsciously, habits tend to be rote and routine, and it's just as easy to install bad habits as it is good habits. And unless you work with conscious awareness and mindfulness, your subconscious is going to do much of the driving, and it's going to do it based on information that might be really outdated that you don't even realize that you're working off of. And this is why it's the equivalent of your computer hard drive. It's why it's your data storage. It's your operating system. It's like working Windows 98 here in 2022 when, you know, the rest of us are on at least Windows 10. And it's not the same animal. But you can make alterations to your subconscious and dig in and dig out the things that don't serve you. Your values, your habits, and your beliefs are all changeable. All of them are subject to change because change is, after all, the one and only constant in the entire universe. Mindfulness brings us to conscious awareness, and this is where we get into the conscious mind. Conscious awareness, being consciously aware, is being mindful, and that's about recognizing here and now your inner mindset, headspace, psyche self. It's product of the present. It only exists genuinely in the here and now. When you're mindful, you become consciously aware right now in the moment of who you are, what you are, where, why, how you are. All of these things generally you don't need to be aware of because they're just, they are. You live, you exist. And most people, day to day, just exist. And a lot of our lives are built into rote and routine, some of which is to make our lives easier because there's certain things we just don't need to give our focus to. You don't need to focus on how you prepare your coffee in the morning. You don't need to focus on brushing your teeth. It's not important for you to figure out making the bed. It's all part of your rote and routine. And it's not something you have to give a great deal of thought to. However, a lot of times... We allow the rote and the routine to be so dominant of our lives that we lose track of the genuine place we desire to be. And we allow ourselves to become not so much victims of ourselves as living a subconscious life that we're not driving and we're not in control of. And before you know it, you're going, hey, wait a minute. Why am I not driving this bus? This isn't how this is supposed to go at all. So we have the ability to take control and to analyze our subconscious mind via our conscious mind. The conscious mind is present awareness. It's conscious awareness. And the way you access your mind is by asking questions like, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What do I intend? What am I doing? All of these questions, when asked in the moment, make you consciously aware which in turn makes you mindful, which, when all is said and done, engages your conscious mind. Once your conscious mind is engaged, you can then take a look at everything else around you. You can look within yourself and see how your habits, beliefs, and values are impacting who you are, what you do, and where you're going in this particular life. Because a lot of times, we don't take a look at it, and before we know it, we're going, hey, wait a minute, that's not what I thought I was doing. And that's something that can really be disconcerting. A lot of people get caught up in trying to be something they're not or trying to live up to the expectations of others, 
And it's not until that stops satisfying and starts to make you feel uncomfortable that you become consciously aware of living so subconsciously and going, wait, 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 wait. That's not the program. That's not what I intended to do. Before I get into using the conscious mind to make alterations to what's in your subconscious mind, we need to talk about another element, and that is the ego. Ego is a combination of both the outward projection of ourselves to the world at large and the mirror reflecting back who we believe ourselves to be. In a lot of respects, your ego is your comfort zone. It's where you're comfortable being who you are. Now, that doesn't mean that it's actually comfortable, because a lot of the time, it's not. But it's familiar. And familiarity, as we all know, breeds contempt. This is where the ego can be kind of a pain in the ass. It's largely a construction of your subconscious habits, beliefs, and values, but it's also connected to your conscious mind because you use that to project out who you are to the world at large, but also it reflects back who you believe yourself to be. It exists at a point somewhere between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. It's a lot more accessible than the subconscious mind, and in a lot of respects, it's just as rote and routine. The difference is that it's constructed a little more in an immediate present versus from the direct past. I know I'm talking in circles here, but let me do my best to explain this because it's a challenging thought for me to share. Here's the deal. Your subconscious mind is your programming. It's your beliefs, values, habits. It's been there possibly for a very long time. You might have been programming this for decades. Your conscious mind, when you engage it, is present in the here and now. But between those two points is where your ego exists. It's who you created yourself to be over time. And it might be focused on who you used to be and things that you used to do that you don't do anymore or actions that you no longer perform or the way that you carry yourself that you don't any longer. Allow me to give you an example from my own life. For a long time, I was the joke. I was the clown. I would let people tease me and make fun of me and talk about things that I did 20 years back and laugh about it because that meant that they were paying attention to me. And that meant that they were there and they gave a shit about who I was and what I was doing. But it wasn't good for my ego because a part of my conscious mind and my subconscious mind agreed that this is who I was. It dawned on me that it's not who I am. And I don't like that thing. I don't want to be the butt of a joke. I don't enjoy it. I don't need negative attention anymore. So now I push back. When people try to bring that stuff up, I either shunt it away or I laugh about it in such a way that I shut it down or I outright state, hey, let's not do this. That's not me anymore. Please let it go. And if they don't, I'm going to reconsider whether I want to spend any time with them anymore. That is egoic. That is the ego telling you that you are this person. And while it also reflects out, it reflects back at you. You can control it. And this, of course, comes down to consciousness. Ego is a construct, and it is constructed by a couple of different parts. But it's not the truth of who what, where, how, and why you are. It's 
an element that you show the world, but the real you, the person that you most desire to be, is the conscious you. Self-awareness gives the conscious mind control. Every single person on planet Earth can control just one thing, themselves. The only thing over which you have any control is you. You can't control any other people. You can't control the weather. You can't control the environment. You sure as hell can't control the politicians. All you control is yourself. For some people, this is deeply distressing. It's lonely. How can I only control myself? That's it? That's all I've got? But here's the thing. It's a lot because you are a lot. Every single one of us is capable of being an amazing creator. We can manifest a world like you would not believe. We already have. Just look back a hundred years. A hundred years ago, this product that you're listening to me to on right now didn't exist. It was a dream at best. The computers that we carry, that we call our smartphones, are so far advanced from any technology people had just one century ago. And we don't realize that any one of us has the capacity to be that kind of creator. You can change the world. You just don't know it. It's not like everybody is destined to be that person who makes that amazing discovery that changes the world for everybody else. But you are here to experience life for yourself. You get one shot in that body you're walking around in, in these meat popsicles, to say, hey, I'm here. I am living this life. And we are not just here to live by rote routine and habit, to live subconsciously based on ideas of who we used to be. We are all here to grow, to evolve, to work with change, and to thrive. Who you were is not who you are. I repeat, who you were is not who you are. Who you are is not your ego, nor is it your subconscious. It is your conscious self. And you get to choose what that means. You can take control over your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. You can be consciously aware of your mindset, headspace, psyche, self, and you can choose what you want your life to look like, what you desire your life to be. No, it's not necessarily easy. And sometimes it's a real struggle. And there are going to be days where the rote routine is about all you can do. And that's okay. Keep in mind that the negative is necessary. Part of how we grow is by recognizing the things we no longer need and no longer desire, and we strive to change to something else. All of us are thus empowered. The subconscious mind, the conscious mind, and the ego all work together. All of them coexist. Recognizing this truth is how we can make better choices and decisions and recognize the potential and possibilities all of us possess to be truly amazing and live a life that just blows your mind. Doesn't that sound awesome? Okay, let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. To define our subconscious mind and our ego, we need to be consciously aware. The only way to see the beliefs, values, and habits of our subconscious and the inner 
and outer projections of our ego is to seek them out. If you don't consciously choose to review your values, habits, and beliefs, or to look at how you're reflecting yourself to the world and back at yourself via your ego, you cannot change it. But you can change it, and that is via conscious awareness and mindfulness, self-awareness for everyone. Here's one way to do this, okay? This is a five-minute exercise. Before you begin, choose what you're going to focus on. Are you focusing on something within your subconscious mind or something in your ego? Are you focusing on a value, a habit, a belief, or how you are seen by the world without and conversely by the world within? Because it's hard not to look at both. They do, in a lot of respects, coexist side by side. Once you've done that, here's what you do. It is an eight-step process. One, go somewhere where you can be alone and uninterrupted. Two, seat yourself comfortably. Three, take three slow, deep breaths in and out. Deep breaths to calm, center, and focus yourself. Four, set a timer for five minutes. Start the timer and close your eyes. Five, once again, take three slow, deep breaths in and out to slow your heart and calm yourself and center yourself. Six, for the subconscious, focus on the belief, value, or habit as you currently know it, how it currently manifests. Then dig into it, feel it out, let yourself sink into its deepest depths. Allow yourself to reach the root of this particular belief, value, or habit. Where did it come from? Why did it develop? Really be present in yourself as you do this. Seven, if you're doing this for the ego, focus on the I am statements that you make to yourself or to other people. That'll tell you what your ego is doing. Eight, at the end of the time, write out what you've learned. This can, I'm warning you now, unearth some not so pleasant memories and things that you would much rather not have in your conscious awareness. And it might be a little triggering, but the only way to change it is to face it. If you avoid it, it's going to be there haunting you for all of eternity, basically. I know this can be really hard, but frankly, nothing worth having is too easy. It takes effort. It takes work. And the easiest way to change your subconscious mind and your beliefs, values, and habits therein is to root out what's there. To change your ego, you need to be conscious of what you're projecting and reflecting. And that is those I am statements. Use this tool with care and as often as is practical for you because self-awareness is for everyone. And that includes you. Thank you for joining me for Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope that you've enjoyed sharing in this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and learning other tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Please take a moment to explore the Etsy shop from Fee Mahoney, the fantastic creator of my cover art, Atalia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com 
my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com and my various published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you are discovering how self-awareness can be found via mindfulness and applied to improve not only your life experience, but maybe that of the people around you. As always, please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be.